0: This podcast is brought to you by Stella Artois. When you're planning to enjoy everything Houston has to offer, especially all the great restaurants in our city, start with a Stella. Whether you're going to eat with friends or solo, start with a Stella. Stella Artois. Enjoy responsibly. Welcome to a slightly different episode of What's Eric Eating? I'm still your host, Ultramap Food Editor, Eric Sandler, but the format is a little different. We're celebrating a few of my favorite podcast episodes of the last year by reposting them into the feed. So many more of you are listening these days, and I think these shows deserve to be heard by all of you. And if you've heard them before, maybe you can listen to them with fresh ears. Whether you're new or a loyal friend and true, I appreciate all of you who have supported this show. I hope to make 2024 our best year yet. Now, on with the show. I have five people on the line with me, and we are going to go through our favorite dishes from our favorite Houston Tex-Mex restaurants. Yes, it is the ultimate Houston Tex-Mex draft. So the way this is going to work is it is a fantasy football style snake draft. Six of us are going to take turns picking in order. I have established some categories for dishes for our panelists to choose from. They are fajitas, enchiladas, tacos, chips and salsa, chips and queso, and a wild card category, which is anything served at a Tex-Mex restaurant that is not an enchilada, a taco, fajitas, salsa, or queso. Now, what is a Tex-Mex restaurant, you ask? Well. I have asked our panelists to limit their selections to restaurants in the greater Houston area that meet the following two criteria. They give you free chips and salsa with every meal, or it's included in the price of your meal, and they also serve queso. Now, yes, I realize this excludes some restaurants. That was deliberate. We want to exclude traditionally Mexican restaurants like Cuchara and Hugo's. They are not tex mex We're excluding fast, casual restaurants like Taco Deli, Torchies, Velvet Taco. That's that's its own category of restaurant that is not, in my opinion, a Tex-Mex restaurant. And uh, much to my own chagrin, that also excludes 8 Row Flint uh, because I had my eye on the Russell Sprouts taco as one of my potential. That was on my draft board until I I realized that my own rules uh, ruled that out. Let me introduce our panelists in the order in which they will be drafting, starting with the number one overall selection. He is a proud graduate of Straight Jesuit and the owner of The Limbar, a new restaurant in Midtown. David Corduo. welcome back to the show.
1: Thanks, man. This is going to be a fun conversation.
0: I think so, too. I'm glad you're here. Picking second overall, she is a proud graduate of Episcopal High School and the owner of Avondale Food and Wine. Mary Clarkson, welcome back to the show.
2: Thank you, Eric. Excited to be here. I have never done fantasy football, so hopefully I am prepared for this.
0: Hopefully you have read the (laughs) sternly worded email and will follow its instructions. That will be a guide to your success.
2: I respond to instructions, yes.
0: Yes, very good. (laughs) He is a graduate of St. Thomas High School and the former chef owner of El Real Tex-Mex Cafe, Brian Caswell. Welcome back. Go, Eagles.
3: I didn't, I didn't know you were going to pull out of high schools, but yeah.
0: I'm having a little fun. We're doing it's we're doing
1: a little bit different.
3: I didn't know there was a jabby on this panel. I might have I might have declined if I had known.
1: <laughs> it's on now. <laughs> uh,
0: I am a proud graduate of St. John's School. I am your host, Eric Sandler. I'll be picking fourth overall. He is a proud graduate of Kingwood High School and a passionate advocate for the Houston food scene. Matt Harris is picking fifth overall. Welcome.
4: How dare you say proud graduate. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Daddy.
0: Thank you. He is a proud alumnus of the University of Texas, a Houston hospitality veteran, and a co-founder of the Houston Barbecue Festival. Michael Fulmer, welcome back to the show.
5: Thanks for having me. I didn't graduate high school, so there
0: it is. There it is. Also, you didn't graduate from a Houston high school. That was the uh, that no, was a critical was... thing for me. All uh, right. Sorry. So uh, essentially, the way this is going to go is we are going to take turns picking our favorite Tex-Mex dishes in the categories I have previously outlined. And then after we draft, I have a very special guest coming on who will review the draft results and declare his opinion about who the winner is I am not going to share the name of the special guest judge because I don't want that to influence your selections <laughs> I will tell you at the end so with that said David Cordua you have the first overall pick in the ultimate tex-mex draft what is your selection
1: well start starting from the the top of the categories
0: you you uh, could pick any category you you may pick any any dish in any category. You do, you do not have to pick in category order. You could take a kicker first. Yes, you could You could take yeah. chips and salsa first, which would be the equivalent of taking a kicker first.
1: No, I'm, I'm going straight to the top. I'm going, I'm going fajitas. And um, even though, you know, I think Houston and Texas is known for its beef fajitas, uh, something I have admired and studied in depth is the fajitas at El Tiempo. Um, that are, you know, butter, butter poached. St. Thomas
3: High School, by the way.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dominic.
3: Dominic Dorenzo, St. Thomas High School.
1: Um, But the the, uh, the, so the chicken is 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 poached in in butter, chicken stock and garlic before it goes on on live live fire, which I think is should be the standard for fajitas in, in Houston is is open, open flame. Um, but I'm going to go with chicken, which it, it, chicken doesn't get the respect uh, that I, that I think it deserves. And the chicken fajitas at El Tiempo uh, would top my list.
0: All right. So with the first overall pick, David Cordua has selected the chicken fajitas at El Tiempo. Mary Clarkson, you have the second pick. What is your selection?
2: I am going to go with chips and salsa or chips and queso.
0: Okay. From which restaurant um, are you selecting chips and queso?
2: I'm going OG, Molina's Jose's dip, because it's the bomb. It's Ooh. ground beef, just yummy, orange, beautiful cheese, exactly what you expect. Been having this since I was a kid. It is my number one absolute favorite queso, just classic original style in town. Nothing fancy.
0: Very good.
4: Is this where we should mention that I only have one selection for each category? Mary just took one of mine, so I think she needs to <laughs> repick. Uh,
2: excuse me, David Cordua, I was going to do beef filet fajitas from El Tiempo, so you know. Well, um,
0: I, I would say, I, so just to be clear, beef filet fajitas from El Tiempo are still on the board, as far as I'm concerned.
2: I know, but I didn't want to do the same restaurant following him. I'm trying to mix it up, be it All
0: player. right, just so we're all on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Caswell, the third pick is yours. What is your selection?
3: Well, I think I'm going to go tacos because I only really have one. Uh, All know, right. Before I, I realized after doing this exercise that I don't eat tacos at places that give free chips and salsa. I just don't. Right. Um, I didn't realize that until I until I did this today. I'm going to go uh, Super Rica, the puffy taco. I mean, I'm I'm a sucker Ooh. for p- puffy taco. I think that's really, I mean, it's. I think it's the best San Antonio style one in town, personally. All right, that
0: brings it to me. I have the fourth overall selection, Brian. I'm with you in the sense that I, I, I struggled with the taco category, so I'm going to take my taco while the getting is good. Yeah. Give me, okay. give me the birria tacos at Candente. That is my taco selection.
2: Ooh, okay.
0: They come with the little bone marrow And that wonderful consomme And the pickled onions They come on a board It's an impressive presentation They are extremely delicious That is my taco selection Matt Harris, you have the fifth pick What is your selection?
4: Boom! How oh, do you like me now?
0: I like you just fine
4: Oh, okay uh, I guess I'll pick then I'm going to stay in tacos. And I'm going to select the Al Carbone at the OG Lupe Tortilla. Very important. Uh-huh. Must be I Tim and Highway Six.
3: Mm. That's the original? Yes. Can I get a ruling on this one? I mean, is is the carbone not a fajita? I mean, is, well, it's well it's not served on the sizzling comal, right? But that, know, it's the exact same meat. Exact same meat.
0: I, I recognize that but that is I I actually anticipated that someone would use this as a
2: way to
3: double <laughs> I don't up want on to their fajita. Fat for fajita I'm just saying I I just think that you know it, I started thinking about the tacos and really the only reason you get a carbon is really when you don't want somebody else to touch your plate <laughs> that's really or nobody else ordered a fajita otherwise you're, you're that's what you're eating so I mean it's kind of like I don't know I don't know I just need a ruling that's all
0: No it I I I've decided that One of the essential components of fajitas is that it is served on a sizzling comal and tacos al carbone or not. So they are a distinct food item and therefore eligible for the taco category.
3: Copy that. All
0: right. Keep your hands off my
3: al carbone. i just like to formally protest. I want to enter a formal protest.
0: Your protest is is noted. I will take it up with the celebrity
1: guest judge. (laughs) It's the Lonely Man Fajita. That's what it is.
3: It is. Yeah, it is. (laughs) You don't have any friends and you want fajitas. That's what it
1: is. <laughs> Michael
0: Fulmer, you have the sixth overall selection and the last selection in round one.
5: What is your selection? For chips and salsa, I'm going with Chewy's just because I just love that, that creaminess. I love the balance of the regular salsa. I like their style of chips. Uh, that's my that's my pick.
0: Dolly. All right, Michael, we're going to stay with you for the first selection in round two. What is your pick?
5: Hmm, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the mole enchiladas at Sylvia's Enchilada House with the Damn chicken, it. the mole negro. They're she gave delicious. free chips. I didn't, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think she gave free chips. She
3: does. I couldn't remember.
0: She does. No, she definitely. Oh, no, I've been there. She definitely. And does. that is her best
1: enchilada for sure. Yeah, yeah. She's she's pretty sharp.
0: Good job. All right, Matt Harris, that brings it around to you. What is your pick in round two? I'm going to stay in the OG
4: category. Chips and salsa, NIMPA's original on navigation.
0: Yeah, I, I knew this was going to get snatched up pretty fast. Green salsa is, is killer.
4: The red, maybe. Yeah,
0: the green is all you need. The green is life. See, I'd mix the red and the green. I don't know. Maybe I'm a salsa
3: heretic. I don't don't know. Maybe that. Either's choice. That's what's great about it. Yeah, both of them.
0: All right. That brings it to me for the third overall selection in round two. I am also going to go old school. I am going to go with the enchiladas de Tejas at Molina's. These are the definitive, in my opinion, cheese enchiladas with the Tex-Mex style chili gravy. Uh, it is the it is the only dish that I other than the Jose's dip, well chosen, Mary that i Thank I you. consistently eat at uh, at Molina. So that is my pick in round two. Brian Caswell, you have the fourth selection in round two.
3: I'm gonna go uh, fajitas and um I just think that these guys are the most consistent in the world. and to me, it's what fajitas are supposed to be. I'm talking about straight beef and I'm going papacitos. Hey, uh, that's a good one. I mean, they just do it. I mean, they do. the. I mean, it's just I feel the same way about Papa's Steakhouse. They just do it right. It's just good. Their meat, their protein care and selection and the way they rotate. I mean, they just it's always consistently the same
1: and good. They tumble tumble everything in-house. It's not, it's not somebody else.
3: They buy huge blocks of things. They know what they're dealing with. They're not. There's no aberration and purchasing. None of that stuff.
0: Papacitos, beef fajitas were high on my board. I think that's a strong pick. Yep. Mary, it comes back to you with the fifth selection in round two. What are What is your choice?
2: All right. I'm going to follow up Caswell with what was my number one overall pick, and it is beef filet fajitas from El Tiempo because they're just the sluttiest, bougiest, best dish. I love the way they prepare it. I do chop garlic on the side, add it to the butter, I love the grilled jalapeno. I love the onions. I love everything about this dish. It's a 20 plus year favorite of mine.
0: <laughs> Very good. All right, David Cordua, coming back to you to finish up round two. What is your selection?
1: Chips and salsa. I'm also going to say papacitos. No no one makes their tortilla chips that thin. And there's something about them frying and in coconut oil that they're like addictive. Um, and it's, it's, it's just Papacitos, with just the way that they, that the way do that. That's they
3: do solid. Their, That's solid. And salsa. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that warm red sauce is just so good. It's like it a little bit smoky. Right? It's solid. the right amount of spicy. Sauce.
3: And it's always the same.
0: Yeah. It's fantastic. All right. Uh, David, we're going to stay with you. The first pick in round three. Is on you. What what is your selection?
1: Uh enchiladas, uh candente brisket, Oof. enchiladas. I mean the, the fact that it was brilliant to 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 put a barbecue place next to a Tex-Mex place <laughs> and have them <to laughs> feed each other.
3: Makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, it's fantastic. So, I mean, the, the,
3: it's queso so at the pit room the street because of them. The queso at the pit room with the chicharrones is pretty solid, man. It hits hard.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a, the ultimate keto snack, as Matt Harris yeah. will tell you. Yeah. True story, Daddy. All right. Mary Clarkson, we are back to you. What is your pick in round three?
2: Ooh, tacos from Teo. No, mm, I got to think about this. Chapultepec, late night tacos, Ooh. ground beef, hard shell tacos. Man, that's
3: old. That goes way back. What about Escondido? Yep. Remember Escondido?
2: Yes. The bar next to it? I I mean I I almost want to put club no minor in here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> blue, but for right blue, now blue I'm green. sticking to Chipotle back.
3: Yeah. All right, Brian, that brings us back to you. Um I think I'm going to go enchiladas, smoked chicken verde at, at uh at Cadente. I mean, they're just solid good. I'm a sucker for chicken enchiladas. With the green sauce, it's good and spicy. I love it.
0: All right. That brings it back to me. I think it's time for me to take fajitas, kind of complete the the entree section of my draft board. So give me the numero uno at Teotihuacan. That is a combination of beef fajitas and three grilled shrimp. It is uh, It's affordable. It's consistent, and I, I think their flour tortillas are some of the best anywhere. So give me the numero uno at Teotihuacan as my fajitas. That's,
2: that's a good value play. I like it there. That's I'd solid. like to also
3: add three bacon-wrapped shrimp to my papasito's <laughs> fajitas. Yeah,
2: totally. No, it comes with <laughs> the
3: shrimp, doing though, like the I totally the forgot price. that. Please, please, don't penalize me. It. <laughs> it's not combo
4: fajitas. It's fajitas.
3: Yeah, I agree well, with you that's what I
5: it
0: is a listed menu item under the fajitas section of their menu yeah, it I is ordered it as the numero uno so that is what I am going with you can order the numero uno and it comes with the shrimp so that is what I did uh all right Matt Harrison is back to you what is your selection
4: okay greater Houston area getting bigger all the time <laughs> Drum roll! <clears throat> Stop talking so fast. Larry's Enchilada House, cheese enchiladas, baby.
0: That that is I I affirm that Larry's is a Houston area Tex-Mex institution. That is a valid selection.
2: Where is this, and why haven't I heard of it,
0: <laughs> Matt? Explain explain to Mary what Larry's is, because I I think some of the audience may may want to know this too.
4: Larry's is old school, 1970s or 80s Tex-Mex, just outside of the Grand Parkway.
0: Yeah, right there on on Highway 90 in Richmond, Texas, right up against the Brazos River. For people who miss Felix, right, the late lamented, beloved Tex-Mex restaurant, Larry's is the closest thing to Felix that I am aware of anywhere in the Houston area. They are sublime. All right, Michael Fulmer, that brings it back to you. What is your pick in round number three?
5: All right, for fajitas, uh, I'm going with Candente. They're like the first time I ever had them was at uh, before they opened. Michael Sandbrooks had me try them out, and I'm like, these are amazing. And he goes, these are the exact ones I'm putting on my menu, and they've been great ever since. Uh, as you know like that whole year during lockdown we were there almost every sunday and and I was happy to get them almost every week they're fantastic. That is a very solid
0: selection. Michael we're going to stay with you. What is the first Oh you know what before we do round 4 let me just let me just review the selections for the audience and and I don't think I said this in the in the intro but just for the audience's sake I'll have to I'll have to clarify uh each person can only select from any restaurant once. So once you take one item from El Tiempo, the rest of El Tiempo's menu is off the board for you. So that is that is guiding these selections. Just very briefly, let me let me go over them round by round. We started round one. David Cordua took El Tiempo's chicken fajitas. Mary Clarkson took Molina's Jose's dip for her queso. Brian Caswell took Super Rica's puffy tacos. I took Candente's birria tacos. Matt Harris took the... Tacos al Carbone at the original Lupe Tortilla. Michael Fulmer took the chips and salsa at Chewy's. That brings us to round two. Michael Fulmer started us off with the mole enchiladas at Sylvia's. Matt Harris took the chips and salsa at Ninfa's on navigation. I took the enchiladas de Tejas at Molina's. Brian Caswell took the beef fajitas at Papacito's. Mary Clarkson took the beef filet fajitas at El Tiempo. And David Cordua took the chips and salsa at Papacito's. Round three, David Cordua started us off with the brisket enchiladas at Candente. Mary Clarkson took the hard shell beef tacos at Chapultepec. Brian Caswell took the smoked chicken enchiladas at Candente. I took the numero uno fajita platter at Teotihuacan. Matt Harris took the cheese enchiladas at Larry's. And Michael Former finished up round three with the beef fajitas at Candente. That is the current state of this draft. With that, we come to round four. Michael Fulmer, what is your first selection in round four?
5: So the wild card section gives us so many great choices, and it's really hard just to choose one. Um, if I could get it at any time, I would choose the soft-shell crab at the original Nymphas. Um I did a soft shell crab crawl with some friends and it was just amazing. It blew us away, but it's only available. So sparingly. So I'm not picking it. What I am picking is once again, I'm going mole. I'm going to go with the mole coloradito at Picos, which they do with a leg of lamb. It's a boneless leg of lamb. It's just, it's a rich, satisfying mole. There's rice and beans. The lamb is always cooked perfectly. It's just, it's a really great dish.
0: That is a very uh, – yeah, I wondered if somebody was going to take one of the mole dishes at Pico's because it is – it kind of – it walks that line between Texas and Tex-Mex, which gives you so many good choices. I think that is a very uh, – that
6: is a good. very
4: solid selection. And you you can get chips and queso at
5: Pico's?
0: Absolutely. Yes. Yep. And they give you free chips and salsa. Absolutely. I'd
5: like to see the menu. Uh, there's this thing called the internet. It'll help you out.
0: all right smack talking aside matt harris that brings us to your round four selection
4: uh i'm going to go fajitas may need to get a judge's ruling since fulmer didn't say what kind of fajitas from candente but i'm I'm going going carnitas from candente you no, know, I, I knew you would. They fact, I'm on my way to Condente right now.
5: Strong, <laughs> sure. Strong.
2: So I'll see you I'll there. See you there. <laughs> I'll t- if
5: I could just quickly insert, so I was sitting outside with Matt Harris and we were ordering the fajitas, and he ordered the carnitas and had them put it on the same Kamal, and we now call it the Matt Harris Special because it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, they'll they'll do a, a beef fajita uh carnitas combo you'll you'll pay a little more but it's completely worth it and you can and you can order that i think you can order that as the matt harris i think they they know what that is they know <laughs> all right well that brings it to me with my round four selection i'm going to take my wild card a- and i'm so glad that this is still on the board because i've i've been i've been waiting for this the whole draft it is the fajita burger from the original ninfas on navigation it is it is a ground beef patty with fajita meat on top, and it comes with uh, the potato wedges that are, frankly, some of the best fried potatoes anywhere in Houston. So, give me the Ninfas Fajita Burger for my uh, wild card selection. All right, Brian Caswell. That brings us to you. What is your fourth round pick?
3: I'm going to go wild card, but I'm going, you know, like tex mix for me is also about, especially if you're from, you know, the right part of Texas, just like this kind of like thing that you think back at. There's like a, a lot of sentimental kind of feeling. So this is my sentimental, you know, drunk morning or hungover morning deal. And I'm going Chewy Changa uh, from, from Chewy's, half green, half queso for this ah, I
5: like it. That is strong.
3: I mean, that's just, yeah, it's hard for me to get away from that one. Strong. I love that. Chewy's Chewy's spent a lot of great drunk days at Chewy's. All my buddies were waiters there, so that's where I get to go and drink free.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, Barry Clarkson, round four. What is your pick?
2: Chips and salsa. Lupe tortilla. It is my closest alternative to papasitas, kind of in the same style, a thinner-style chip. Usually served warm, with a nice amount of salt on there. The salsas are great. I like the service at Lupe. Yeah, the chips and salsa. I could eat those all day long. They're delish.
5: Fantastic. And those uh, they give you those beans with it.
2: Yes. A little, little mix it up, a little different. Right? I'm not like a bean that. girl, I like but I know plenty of people who are who like it.
0: Good right. choice. David, that brings us to the end of round four. That means it is back to you. What is your selection? So my my wild
1: card is the carnitas, uh, uh, la mexicana. Uh, they, oh, strong! They only make them uh, on the weekends, and then the the rest of the week it's their uh, puerco guisado. I mean, what's what's great about Tex Mex and and it it's about your neighborhood, right? And and everyone has their their favorite thing from their local. Tex-Mex spot in, in their neighborhood. Uh, and that, that's my wild card, the carnitas. I love my nice,
5: Very Very
1: nice,
0: solid. All right, David, we're going to stay with you to kick off round five. What is your pick?
1: Oh, uh, shoot. What's left?
0: You have,
1: I can, I can tell you, you have tacos and you have queso. Yeah. Ta- tacos is, uh, it's something that I associate with like street food. Uh, that doesn't include uh, chips. Chips for free. Um, so places with chips for free. Uh, does Tierra Caliente count? <laughs> food truck. Yes. 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 Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. No. No. It. Yes.
3: No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes, no, yes.
0: no. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But out of out of respect for the grief that it took on on Twitter from a certain uh, food writer. Uh, I'm going to say that if you want to champion Tierra Caliente right now, please please do so. It's a beloved Houston institution.
1: Love that place. It is, man. It, it, and and when 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 I think about, I'm getting a taco. That's that's what I want. Yeah. All right. Well, pick a pick a pick a specific.
0: That's taco.
3: great, but it doesn't count, man. It doesn't count. It's it's. Now, we're all with different. you. We love that joint.
5: We are all with you on that. That's what uh, it's, see like,
3: that Jebby. See what that Jebby tried to do? Try to sneak in a taco truck.
5: I
2: mean, that taco truck with the ice house, that's Houston right there.
5: Agreed.
3: La
1: la, la Calle in in Midtown and downtown, uh, they're they're tacos al pastor.
0: Okay. You have chosen the La Calle tacos al pastor.
2: And
1: they do shift
0: shift downtown. Mm All right, Mary, that brings us back to you. Round five.
2: Okay, I think I'm going to go with the new Spanish Flower restaurant on Durham for enchiladas. I went there yesterday for Super Bowl Sunday, uh, and just cheesy enchiladas, deliciousness. I like the new location. Houston Classic.
0: All right. Brian, that brings us to you. Round five. What is your selection?
3: I'm going uh, queso, and I'm going La Cana queso gusado. I can't believe that one's still there. I mean, I went in there the other day. My to meet my sister. I hadn't been there in years. Is delicious, delicious.
0: Well, I, I again, like I, I feel like you guys have left me a lot of value in the, in the queso department because I, I can't believe no one has taken the, Papacitos queso, which I consider to be. It's great. The best queso, it's the one that uh, it actually tastes like cheese, which I think is is kind of a miracle, and it and it coats the chip perfectly. So give me the papacitos queso.
5: Oh, my I had
0: fifth round selection.
5: I had it. Damn.
0: All right, Matt Harris. That brings us back to you. What is your fifth round pick?
4: Number five. I will stay with queso, and I'm happy that you think. Cito's is the best queso you're wrong it's Irma's.
5: <laughs> I've been wrong before.
4: it's Irma's downtown their queso is unbelievable
5: dude it's incredible. that's a good call. Irma's queso very it, this is this is
0: the original location with uh, where they don't tell you how much it costs
3: that's the one <laughs> right <laughs> get, I, want a the like I want a restaurant like that
0: you, yeah. get, the, you get the lemonade you get it you get a what? bill for about 50 bucks
4: it doesn't yeah. matter
2: what you get it's always the same price <laughs> <laughs> it's
4: so true and you always leave happy
0: it's that's true also all right michael fulmer that brings us to you what is your fifth round pick
5: well, I was going to take the queso from Cito's and you snagged that. So, okay. So I've got queso and tacos left. You know what? No one's mentioned it, so I'm going to go with... Is chilosos, is chilosa, they have chips and salsa, but they charge for it? So Sorry. I, not there. Not... Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. You know what? No one's mentioned it, so I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with the breakfast taco at the original nymphas and i'm going to go with the chorizo egg and cheese taco although i like all their breakfast tacos like most of us i prefer to get my tacos you know from a truck or from a, like a street vendor but you know what they do a solid breakfast taco and so that's uh that's my vote that is very good all right that brings us to you we are kicking off the sixth and
0: final round of the ultimate tex-mex draft Mungle fulmer what is your queso of
5: choice well, let's see. I can't use Candente, Cito's is gone. So I'm going to go with El Tiempo for my queso. I think they do a solid job. I I'm kind of a I don't really like to have other things in my queso generally. So I just like the straight queso, you know? Uh, I don't need the other stuff. So I'm I'm going with the regular queso at El Tiempo.
0: All right, very good, Matt Harris. According to my notes, you still have a wild card available, so Let's hear it. What is your what is your final selection? Final selection.
4: Put it in the books. Wrap it up. First place, sumitas from Pueblos on North Main.
5: Oh yeah, Pueblos.
4: All right, that sumita is the best sumita.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I again, I I feel very fortunate. I I waited on salsa for my last pick. And I am very pleased that you have all left me the the red, green, and the uh, special chili de arbol salsa at Superica.
5: Yeah, uh, so good. Do,
0: I think they do a they do three really nice salsas with their chips. And so give me the Superica salsas. Thank you all for your uh, for your diligence. All right, Brian Caswell. You also have salsa. So, what is your what is your salsa selection in this final round?
3: Well, I mean, for me, it's about the green sauce, and you know, I, you know, still, it's still left. I think it's good, It's consistent, it's delicious. I'm going the green sauce at Gringos. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good choice. It's fantastic. I've been to Gringos in forever. I know, but it's good. It, It's still there. That sauce is still there, man. Right, right, delicious.
5: solid. Forever is a long time, Daddy. Daddy, it's a true story. All right,
0: Mary Clarkson, it is your turn to pick a wild card.
2: My wild card is the tamales at Picos. Oh, I think they're good. delicious. So good. It's enough for a meal. I think people don't think about their tamales enough. They are divine.
3: The soft shells are good, too.
5: Yeah, they are. Yeah, I, I honestly I thought Pico's in Bel Air back in the, the
3: old days. Yeah, yeah.
5: that's Damn the first it. time I went was there for soft-shell in Bel Air. Those big, huge, shaker things. <laughs> oh. And <laughs> the like continita pabil is fantastic. Chilorio. Yeah,
0: so many. Uh, the, I'm the duck with mole at, at Pico's. So many good dishes at Pico's. They're,
3: they're bar
1: tacos. I'm, so, I'm so glad someone mentioned the Chilorio. Chilorio at Pico's is something really special. That's need, needs to be noted
4: somewhere that was that was my second wild collar choice but I couldn't
5: pass up the samita mine was the quail at Teotihuacan. yeah we
4: don't really care what your second choice was Damn!
0: <laughs> we've left he a lot me- of meat on the bone all right um David Cordua this is it Such give, a us, give us your your queso what is your what is your final selection here at the end of round six?
1: Uh my my queso pick did not qualify. I, I had the uh the coconut curry uh queso from Velvet Taco, which is like it's from Dallas, but it there, there's there's something there's something about that queso. Uh, Duck Fallus. Duck Fallus. <laughs> uh does Taco Cabana count? No. no they, give, they give you they give you free they chips. They
0: charge, don't they? For, they charge for chips and queso. No, no, no! But do they charge for chips and salsa? You get chips and salsa when you order a combo no. plate, don't you? No. no? Okay. No. no
3: just like two pesos. Just me. we tried to. Okay. Okay. Sorry. No. Taco cabana. No. Taco cabana. No.
1: Super uh,
2: Rica. Can I say it?
1: All right. For my for my, for my queso, it's the uh, the puffy queso from los tios.
3: That's great. That's great. Oh my god! That's a great. That's a great choice. That's a yeah. sleeper.
0: Yeah, that's a that's an old school. It's a very solid pick. I, I, <laughs> that's I been respect sad. that. Yes. All right.
3: It, it,
1: it hits the spot when you need queso. Yeah. yeah man.
0: All right. So let me, for the sake of the audience and for the sake of our drafters, these are the results of the What's Eric Eating Ultimate Tex-Mex Draft, starting with David Cordua. He took El Tiempo's Chicken Fajitas, Candente's Brisket Enchiladas, La Calle's Tacos Al Pastor, Papacito's Chips and Salsa, Los Tios's Puffy Queso, and the Carnitas from La Mexicana as his wild card. Mary Clarkson took the Beef Filet Fajitas from El Tiempo. She took Cheese Enchiladas from Spanish Flowers, Hard Shell Tacos from Chapultepec, Chips and Salsa from Lupe Tortilla, Jose's Dip from Molina's for her queso, and Tamales from Pico's as her wild card. Brian Caswell took the beef fajitas from Papacitos, smoked chicken enchiladas from Candente, the puffy taco from Super Rica, the green sauce from Gringo's as his salsa, the queso guisada from La Mexicana as his queso, and the chimichanga from Chewies as his wild card. I took the numero uno from Teotihuacan as my fajitas, the Molina's enchiladas de Tejas, Birria tacos from Candente, chips and salsa from Super Rico, queso from Papacito's, and the fajita burger from Ninfa's as my wild card. Matt Harris took the carnitas from Candente as his fajitas, cheese enchiladas from Larry's, tacos al carbone from Lupe Tortilla, chips and salsa from Ninfa's on navigation, queso from Irma's downtown, and a semitas from Puebla's as his wild card. And last but not least, Michael Fulmer, beef fajitas from Candente, mole enchiladas from Sylvia's Enchilada Kitchen, chorizo egg and cheese breakfast tacos from Ninfas on Navigation, chips and salsa from Chewy's, queso from El Tiempo, and the mole coloradito from Pico's as his wild card. Those are the results of the ultimate Tex-Mex draft. I'll just go one by one. Uh, David Cordu, any final thoughts about the results of, of this draft?
1: Uh it's it's just really cool how I, I can tell by everyone's answers like how much Houston Tex Mex is uh it's our is our comfort food for all of it's our therapy. <laughs> we, we we need it and we we live on it. It's, it's awesome
3: to hear everyone's answers. Man, if you take a trip for over a week, first thing you want is Tex Mex every time you come home. One hundred percent. Anything over a week, nice. that's the first place you go. Maybe on the way home from the airport, just depends. So, to to your point,
0: in my family, it was the uh, good company Taqueria, which does not actually qualify because you have to pay for the yeah, tips. But I, but that yeah. is that is where we went coming home from the airport every single time. So I
3: it a fantastic job. I
0: completely agree with you.
2: Mary Clarkton, how about you? Any any final thoughts? I think we should pick margaritas. I'm shocked yeah. that nobody's picking yeah. margaritas on this show today. You know, uh, I thought
0: of that, but out of respect for, for two of our drafters being non-drinkers, I thought maybe we we would skip the margarita, but but absolutely a hey, good I margarita is
5: an
3: essential component. Drunk. I wasn't supposed to show up drunk. I thought we were all showing up drunk. I I I, I misunderstood <laughs> the challenge. <laughs> Uh, Brian yeah, Caswell, I, any final thoughts from you? You know, I'm feeling pretty strong. Um, you know, I feel like most of these people, they were they slept on a lot of the choices. You know, I, I like my chances overall, um, considering the other you know, contestants, like I said.
0: You're, you're going to like your chances a whole lot more in, a, in two more minutes when I reveal the celebrity guest judge. Matt Harris, how about you? Any final thoughts? Uh, well, I mean,
4: congratulations on the rest of you playing for second place. <laughs> the uh uh I, I think it was mentioned often and it's something um that uh, maybe isn't mentioned often enough, but uh uh it's nostalgia and how uh you know it, it's really almost another flavor. You know, growing up for me personally it was it was going to ninfas with my grandparents. Uh and that green salsa has been something that I've enjoyed for almost 50 years. So, and, and that's what Tex-Mex is to me. If you're, to me, you're Houston, Tex-Mex, it's nostalgia.
0: You know, I, I just, I want to affirm that, you know, for me, my, my first visits to the original Ninfas on Navigation were in the in the mid-90s with my father who, you know, passed away about 10 years ago. So, you know, my memories of going there are tied into my memories of him and of seeing Mama Ninfa sitting in the dining room greeting people. She was and, always there,
3: man. I remember yeah. seeing her all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. She and was, she knew so piece to the table for free, like almost every time. Well, she was, knew uh, your
4: name. She yep. knew everything about you, about your family. It was really it was I special. think
3: almost like the high school question, the Tex-Mex place is the next question to kind of define on like where you grew up and kind of how you grew up. And what you know, what, what environment you grew up in. Like for us, it was Leo's. Leo's was Martin. Like that was our family one, and then Nefas when we wanted to take a trip, all right? I mean, but not, like Leo's is gone. I think about that place all the time.
0: See, I I grew up in Sugarland, and we would go to the Papacitos, not even the new one at, at Derry Ashford and Fifty Nine, but the original location, Westheimer, uh, at West at West Airport. No, well, the original Sugarland, the Stafford location, or in the Meadows location on West Airport, a- and frequently we would sit down and we would order you'd have to wait 30, 45 minutes to get a table. And so we would sit down and order drinks and fajitas at the same time. And it was 50-50, which hit the table first. I mean, that that place was an absolute monster, just just churning food out for people. Uh, Michael Fulmer, how about you? Any final thoughts?
5: You know, I kind of echo what, what David and Brian talked about, like how it's like, it's such a neighborhood thing, you know, what we go, like few of us don't really, tra- you don't really travel for Tex-Mex because we're so rich in the culture here. There's so much good stuff wherever we live. Uh, I'm lucky enough that I live close to Candente, which I absolutely love, but like hearing all the, like the great selections from you guys, like Matt reminded me, like I have not been in Irma's in a while and I realized, man, I really need to make a trip there. And for Mary to say like, she hadn't been to Larry's is like an institution, but it's like all the way further out beyond the loop, And so I get it. So, if any of us have like traveled and had Tex-Mex outside of like outside of Texas, like you've got, like, it's amazing Terrible. how much they screw it up, which we think is so <laughs> simple. I mean, it just shocks me sometimes. Like I don't even do it. And like, you try Barbie it. It's so like, same
3: way. it's just Barbie. like,
5: really? And so I'm yeah. like you, Brian, I'm like you, Brian, when I come back to town, that's like almost the first meal I have. And oh, we're so sorry. yeah. Yeah. We're so lucky to have such a rich culture of it, you know? So you, you don't Busan. even have to go out
6: of the
4: state, Daddy. You just go to Dallas. Their Tex-Mex is awful. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> the only place I had, like New Mexico, I love New Mexico because I love all the chilies. But it's still, it's a different category. But yeah, New Mexico is good for breakfast. Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Michael and David, I I
0: really do agree with you and, and Brian. It it really is because because as I was putting together my draft board, I realized, like for the most part. I eat at the places that are closest to me, so I eat at Condente, I eat at Ninfas, I eat at Papacitos. and that's really it, you know. And and putting this draft board together required me to sort of dig a little deeper in the my my travels and my wanderings, and and I you know I'm thinking about you know restaurants that that aren't that were kind of on my draft board, but but didn't didn't actually make anybody selections like Good Company Kitchen and Cantina that just opened in the Heights, and they've got a successful location in both in Memorial and in the Woodlands. You know, I, I think there's a lot of really delicious food at that restaurant. And and I thought about the uh the green chili empanadas as my wild card, but then that would have meant not having ninfas. And I and I just couldn't I just couldn't do that. That just that right. just wouldn't have been wouldn't have been the right pick for me. But so, you know, or or Ronnie Killen's got a, a pretty good Tex Mex restaurant out in Pearland, but you know, that's not in any of our normal uh ranges, and so that's not on this board. There's a lot of restaurants that that I think you know we could have talked about that that just because they're not in our in our radius are not are not among the selections. But uh,
5: or Spanish Village I would have talked about because their cheese enchiladas are amazing, but they're going to be gone like in a couple of weeks. Right,
3: their margaritas are very like dip, dip, different than anything else. They don't have a margarita frozen margarita machine. They like scrape it or something that's different. It's like Spanish
2: really? Village um, Fulmer. It's open on Durham. Sp- oh, that's that's a new location. <laughs> Yeah,
0: flowers. no, no, no. Spanish flowers, flowers. not Spanish. Oh, Spanish okay. village on Almeida is closing. Got
2: it. Got we're it.
0: Like, right. We would have talked about it. if we were doing margaritas. I think Cyclone and I would have been it for me. I mean, those things are like two of those, and you're you need an
5: Uber. I mean, I, I,
3: I feel the same way about El Tiempo back in the day, man. Like, who I spent a lot of time.
5: Club No Miners was not for me? You know, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, the blue margaritas from Club No Miner, the Club No Miner. You know, El Patio. Club No Miner. When for, I was uh, going there
2: as a minor. <laughs>
5: and and thank god no one mentioned the felix queso that horrible horrible Uh, it's good for spackling walls that's it's primary absolutely uh chris reed's favorite all right well
0: again i i'm gonna i'm gonna say we've, we've run for about an hour so i'm gonna say that that about wraps it up i i would like to thank all of my panelists one more time david cordua mary clarkson brian caswell matt harris and michael fulmer uh, this was a lot of fun. You are departing. I will be back with our celebrity guest judge. He is the owner of Gringo's Tex-Mex, Russell Ibarra. Brian, that's why I like your chances to win this whole thing.
5: <laughs> oh, He
0: came in in the end. He came in in the end.
3: <laughs> so, uh, Gringo's is good, man. They got, yeah. they, got, they, got, uh, they got Justin Saunders. Remember Justin Saunders? From El Real, he works there now. The Best manager I ever worked with. He's awesome.
5: Dude, I love the fajitas at El Real.
3: Yeah, I miss it too, man.
0: I miss I miss Montrose Mondays. I, I ate real cheap at, on Montrose Mondays for a long time. <laughs> That's
5: right. Dude, there. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thanks again for doing this. Uh, I'll be right back with Russell Ibarra. But to my panelists, this was a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody.
5: Thanks, Eric. Thanks,
2: Thanks daddy. What? I'm muted. What how
0: do I undo daddy. this? Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are back. Having completed the draft, I am joined now by our very special celebrity guest judge who has reviewed the draft results and will offer his opinion on the results. He is the president, founder, and CEO of Gringo's Mexican Kitchen, but mostly he thinks of himself as the chief enchilada roller. Russell Ibarra, thanks so much for doing this.
6: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for for having me.
0: All right. So, You've reviewed the results of the Tex-Mex draft. Yes. Did you have a, a pick? Do you have a favorite for one team or another that you thought created the, the plate that you would most like to eat?
6: Well, if I had to pick one, it would probably be the one that had the Condente enchilada, um, brisket enchilada. Because I'm a huge fan of not just Condente but also uh, Sam, Michael Sandbrooks himself. I think he's a fine human being, and uh, just about anything he puts out, he does a great job with. So that was my pick. All right, so that was the, the El
0: Tiempo chicken fajitas, the candente brisket enchiladas, tacos from La Calle, salsa from Papacitos, Los Tios queso puff, and carnitas from La Mexicana.
6: Team yes. number one. Yes. All right, you. As, as a matter then, of fact, I had the puppy ch- uh, chile and queso at Los Tios this past weekend, and it was perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is a it is a Houston staple. Uh well let me just tell you, you have selected the food drafted by none other than Chef David Cordua as oh, the winner go. of our draft.
6: So uh um, yeah, yeah, good good friend of mine.
0: I, I will tell you, I've I've been sort of uh circulating these results among a couple of close friends. They tend to like team number three, Papacitos, beef fajitas, candente, smoked chicken enchiladas etc etc those are brian caswell's selection so you know i i think the the critical thing for me is that my team number four does not know what no one seems to think that i won which is very sad for me
6: (laughs) well i will say number three is definitely a close second well yeah you're you're right that's a good one too because it has a green goes green sauce
0: (laughs) right exactly well and i told i didn't tell them that you were the celebrity guest judge because i didn't want everybody to to find a gringo's entree to to include but but after we were done i i told brian that he was uh accidentally or or maybe unintentionally uh catering to the judges with his selection so so I, i'd say that was well done on his part uh, even inadvertently there you go so let me just ask you i mean you know you you own a very successful tex-mex restaurant how many of these dishes were you familiar with? Because one of the things we talked about earlier in the show is that, you know, Tex-Mex is such a local phenomenon. If you don't live in a neighborhood, you may not go to a specific restaurant.
6: Well, I'm a creature of habit. I usually go to the same places. Um, you know, I go to Papacito's regularly. I go to Armando's regularly. Uh, I just enjoy... My happy place. Everyone has a happy place Mexican restaurant where they can sit at the bar and have their margarita, and where the the bartenders know them, and and they just have their items. Now, uh, favorite items. I enjoy chips and salsa at Papacitos, I enjoy the queso at uh, Los Tios, of course, and and of course, I know one of the the restaurants that wasn't listed because it's not your traditional Tex Mex is of course Ugo's, but. Uh, that wasn't part of this this contest, if you will. But yeah, there's just uh, we have so many great options. But once I find it, I just I just go back to it uh, very regularly, very often.
0: Yeah, no, I I ruled out places like Ugo's by mandating that the restaurant serve you free chips and salsa when you sit down. I
2: I think right. that, that
6: is that makes sense for for a Tex-Mex restaurant. Yes, you couldn't survive as a Tex-Mex restaurant if you did not offer free chips and salsa. Which, by the way. We did a recent cost analysis on our what we call our wraparound cost, which was the red sauce, the green sauce, the chips, and the free ice cream we offer. And it, it accounts for six percent of our food cost. That's a chunk.
0: And that's 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 a chunk. And, and I mean, I, I suppose you, you distribute those costs over some of yeah. the more popular menu items, right?
6: Right. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, we we, we have to, but uh, but then we still have to fact when we do our costing of any entree, we have to take that into account as the overall free cost. So yes. Right. No, I I I say
0: free, but of course it's it's the correct uh, the correct description is more like included. Correct. Right. right. So one of the other things we talked about is that Tex Mex is very emotional for Houstonians. You, you know, if you if you go out of town your first meal back after a trip away is probably Tex-Mex.
6: That is very true. I hear that so often from a lot of our regulars that the first place they visit after they land at the airport is a gringo's the closest one they can hit.
0: So so let me ask you about kind of the the I don't know maybe the the obligation of it. I mean it's since since people have such an emotional connection to Tex-Mex, do you do you feel like it's different than running you know, a steakhouse or a burger place or another kind of restaurant?
6: Yes, because a everyone's uh, interpretation of the staples of Tex-Mex are so different from taco meat to enchilada gravy to, you know, even the chips and salsa. Uh, because the, the depending on the tortilla you use for your chips will dictate what that tortilla tastes like, the texture of it, the thickness of it. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there's a lot of variations within the industry because of that. Now, steakhouse, I mean, use a good cut of meat. Usually, it's salt and pepper and maybe some butter, but uh, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of variations in the meat, unless, unless, of course, they're cooking with wood, but most steakhouses use broilers. So yeah, Tex-Mex, uh, people are funny about their Tex-Mex. They really are. I, I try to, I'm always neutral because I'm in the industry and And the last thing I would ever do is criticize another Tex-Mex restaurant. Uh, If you enjoy it, good for you. If you don't, well, there's, there's other options, but uh, other choices. I just, I just like a place that uses, you know, just good quality ingredients and whatever their interpretation is of that item. I'm, I'm completely happy with it. I had um, a brunch the other day at another Mexican restaurant that was on the list, uh, the one there in the, on Fairview, Cuchada. And, you know, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, So I I enjoy the differences because the last thing I would want to do is go out to a Mexican restaurant and taste the exact same thing that I ate down the road just the other night. I want a different interpretation of it. That's the the beauty of this market. We have so many people doing so many different things with Tex-Mex, and that's what continues to make it fun to eat out.
0: And just as someone who who operates one of these do you find that it's difficult to achieve that goal of standing out? I mean, they're you know you're all kind of working with the same, you know, corn flour tortillas, rice beans. I mean, is it is it hard to create those separate flavor profiles to to distinguish Gringos from the other restaurants?
6: You know, we uh, we have a philosophy that if we want to push out a Mercedes out the front door, we cannot bring in Chevrolet parts in the back door. So we really do focus on quality ingredients. So with that, that helps the majority of that's. The, You solve the majority of your uh, challenges by using first quality ingredients. And so, uh, I mean, I know I'm not going to mention the name of the restaurant, but there was a Tex-Mex restaurant chain years ago that we had learned something about them. And I wish I had never learned it, but I had gone to this meatpacking plant in Pasadena and they were giving us a tour because they wanted to pick up our business. And we passed this drum, uh, this industrial-sized drum, and inside of it, uh, there was this material I call it material because I didn't recognize it, and what it was, it was a filler that they used for this this chain of Mexican restaurants to add to their taco meat. And it what it does, it basically absorbs all the the cook off the when you brown the meat, you drain the excess grease. Well, this just soaks it up, so they're able to increase their yield, and it's disgusting. Now this chain is on its last leg. I'll just put it that way. So. Uh, but it goes back to competing com- by comparison, making sure that whatever you use, uh, make sure it's high quality and, the, and at the same token, make sure you're consistent. Uh, one of the things we do in our stores that uh, soon to be 20 full service restaurants is all of our spices are pre-packed. Our cooks do not have to pre-pour spices into a batch uh, of taco meat or queso or enchilada gravy or beans or what have you. It's about consistency. And that's what's most important for us, uh, you know, I would be the first to admit that you know our food is good, but is it the best? Well, that, that's to be determined by the people that walk through our front door. And as long as we focus on them and make them happy, they'll come back. And and uh, you know we're still doing extremely well, uh, thirty years into business.
0: I mean, you're being you're being modest, but several thousand people a day make that decision that, that Gringos is their favorite Tex restaurant.
6: Right. And, you know, combined with that, has to be a, a good value for what they're receiving and they recognize that. And and uh, so, you know, we just focus on our, our four walls with everything that goes on within our four walls. And and that's all we can. That's all we have control of. So that's why we want to focus there.
0: All right. Let me let me just ask you one last thing and then we can we can wrap this up. But, you know, I, I'm sure you saw that Mico Sina is going to make another attempt at
6: coming yes, to Houston. I did see that. Uh, as a matter of fact, my C- real quick, my CFO is from Dallas. He still lives in Dallas. He commutes here Monday through uh, Thursday. And uh, he used to uh, frequent the, uh, the Miko Casino at the Galleria in Dallas all the time. He was telling me a story how he'd come down the escalator, they'd see him, and they'd have his chips and sauce on the table and his order in the kitchen because they knew exactly what he was about to order. So, But, yeah, they're coming back.
0: Inevitably, whenever I, I share articles about, developments like this social media someone says something like ugh not another tex mex restaurant a- and and my reply to that first of all is that that's not how capitalism works and then that i never see them close you know you you i feel like you rarely ever see a tex mex restaurant that opens and then and then doesn't find an audience so let me just ask you from your perspective do you, do you think we'll ever reach peak tex mex or do you feel like Houstonians have essentially, as long as it's a quality product at a, at a fair price, do you feel like there will always be opportunities for this style of
6: restaurant? Yes, there will always be opportunities for sure. I, I do know that, that as the population of Houston continues to increase and and actually where Mico Sina is going in the old um, Seasons 52 space, it's perfect for them. That is their demographic that they cater to because their price point is higher it's more along the lines of uh, Armando's. Armando's is very, very expensive, but there's a reason why his restaurant's only so large and he caters to the River, I- River Oaks audience. And so, um, you know, know your know your line, stay in it, and uh, you should be okay. Right, and
0: even Armando's, you know, they're doing their Mandito's uh, yeah. sister concept in Bel Air. And, and when I asked, why not another Armando's, you have such so much brand equity in that name. They said, no, no, we're not we're not bringing the white tablecloths to to the families in Bel Air. We want, we want them to have a different experience. Exactly. And so, yeah, that's the, that's the motivation.
6: So there's another brand that's making its way to Houston. Uh, the rumor is uh, a Madera and it's a high-end Mexican restaurant. There's one now at Aria or in, next to Aria between Aria and the uh, crystal shops. Uh, in Vegas. And then they have one in Hollywood and they also have one in Scottsdale, but they're, they're coming to Houston. The rumor has it. So we'll see, but that's a completely different. It's more of a club atmosphere, Mexican restaurant and not even Tex-Mex. It's more Mexican. Yeah. And there's,
0: you know, Blanco tacos in the Galleria from, from Arizona. Right. And, and I don't really feel like that's even a Tex-Mex concept, although it has some overlapping dishes because the, the execution is so different. It, it's not, it's, it's its own. It's kind of its own thing,
6: right? Right. Yeah, uh, that's the the Fox Restaurant Group out of uh, Phoenix or Tucson. No, Scottsdale.
0: Scottsdale, right? Yeah, the, yeah now now uh, a distinguished part of the Cheesecake Factory family of restaurants.
6: Oh, I didn't you know that.
0: Yeah, I think they they paid Sam Fox a whole lot of money to to
6: buy him out. Who knows? They may come after us one day. You never know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Russell Ibarra. Thanks, thanks so much for doing this. I'm I, I appreciate your input, and uh, we'll we'll have to have you back for a, a longer conversation sometime in the future.
6: Thank you, and uh, thank you for having me. And and I just want to say you do a great job for the uh, restaurant scene. A fantastic job, actually. Thanks for listening
0: to this re-air of one of my favorite episodes of What's Eric Eating. We'll be back with new shows beginning January 9th. Happy holidays.